Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 48, Exchanging Father Wounds for the Love of God the Father with Bernice Petaway. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast, and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Today's conversation is with Quinise Petaway. Quinise is an author, a blogger, facilitator, a licensed professional counselor, wife, and mother whose mission is to help Christians shift their perspective of God to strengthen their relationship with Him and clarify their identity in Christ so that they can be all that He has created them to be. She endeavors to live a life on purpose and bring glory to God in every area, assignment and ministry to which she has been called. Quinise recently wrote a book titled A Glimpse of Our Father, Lessons Parenthood Reveals for All of God's Children, and hosts a weekly small group Bible study called Gathering for a Glimpse, where she journeys with participants through the book to dive deeper into the heart of God, our Heavenly Father. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation, so let's go ahead and dive in. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I'm super excited to have my guest, Quinise Headway. How are you, Quinise? I'm doing well, Kia. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to chat with you today on the podcast. And for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, I just want to share a brief bio. So let me go ahead and get started. Quinise Petway is an author, blogger, facilitator, licensed professional counselor, wife, and mother whose mission is to help Christians shift their perspective of God to strengthen their relationship with Him and clarify their identity in Christ so that they can be all that he has created them to be. Oof, that's a lot. That's a tall order. She endeavors to live a life of and on purpose and bring glory to God in every area, assignment, and ministry to which she has been called. Quinise recently wrote a book titled A Glimpse of Our Father Lessons Parenthood Reveals for All of God's Children and hosts a weekly small group Bible study called Gathering for a Glimpse. 
where she journeys with participants through the book to dive deeper into the heart of God, our Heavenly Father. That's awesome, Quinise. It's so great to have you again. Great to be here, Kia. I'd love to get started just in your experience as a counselor. What is it that daughters should receive from their fathers as they're growing up from a little girl to adolescent and then a young woman? What should, if you can kind of summarize something that daughters should receive from their fathers? So some of the things daughters should receive from their fathers is attention. And so, yes, provision is good, dad going to work and providing the financial aspect, but that attention and that respectful attention so that they know how to be treated by other men. The father is that first role model of what to accept, what not to accept from men in their lives. And so that attention, that praise, that presence in attending activities, that quality time with their daughters, the wisdom. And then if we're even coming from a spiritual perspective, that spiritual foundation of what it looks like to be a man in the word and living out that word of God and being that godly father, godly husband, so that that daughter knows what to expect and feels loved, feels accepted, feels nurtured, because that is that primary relationship that can filter into other relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so good. And unfortunately, you know, we live in a broken world. I heard someone say a quote, we're in a broken world. And as a result, we're going to get cut. Hence the point and purpose for this podcast, Hope for Women with Father Wounds. So when a woman grows up without a dad, whether it be a result of him being absent or abandonment, abuse, incarceration, physically present father, but an emotionally absent father, what are some of the struggles that you have experienced that women, that not that you have experienced, but that you've seen in your practice as you counsel women, that they struggle with as a result of the absence of their father. Accepting themselves, looking for acceptance in all the wrong places, cycles of unhealthy relationships, whether it is physical abuse or just that person not being available to them emotionally. And just that that struggle to connect and see men in a positive light because they didn't see father in a positive. Even perfectionists striving to do everything perfect to get the praise of others, but that not satisfying because we can't be perfect. We do make mistakes. And so some those are some of the things that I see with some of the women who have father wounds. Sure. And I definitely can, you know, relate to a lot of what you are saying in terms of my own life. My father and mother got a divorce when I was just a baby. And so subsequently, I dealt with a lot of the things that you just described, you know. And honestly, if it wasn't for God, you know, people say, but God, and then put the ellipsis, that that's totally me. I don't know where I would be. And so I'm I'm wondering if that was the impetus for you writing your book, A Glimpse of Our Father, Lessons Parenthood Reveals for All of God's Children. Were you thinking possibly about some of the ladies you encountered or the men and men and women you encountered that didn't experience their heavenly father or their their biological father and then may have subsequently struggled in their relationship with their heavenly father? So what I was thinking here is 
because I grew up in the church and learned about Holy Spirit, learned about Jesus, and we prayed our Father, but I never had an extensive study of our Father and what that truly means. We we call ourselves children of God all the time, but a lot of times we say these phrases and don't make that connection with our heart as to who we really are. And so this book was birthed from helping us all see who we are as God's children, whether you had an absent father, whether your father is deceased, whether you had a positive interaction with your father, just that embrace of our perfect heavenly father who gets it right all of the time and putting it in a practical way, even humorous at times, to where we can connect and truly embrace that identity as his children. Mm -hmm. So, so good. And I think, you know, you kind of alluded to that early on, just saying that your biological father does lay the spiritual foundation for you as a young woman, but also that biological father is kind of a a first step in terms of our relationship with our heavenly father uh, as we engage with him. So we engage with our heavenly father as we have experienced him. So we might perceive our heavenly father to be that same way. So have you seen people struggle with relating to God as father? It's, it can be kind of abstract. You know, you mentioned we say our father for those of us who grew up in the church, but do we really know how to conceive or perceive an invisible God as a a father? It can be challenging because often we bring over our life experiences into our relationship with God. And so, yes, that can be a very challenging thing because if we think our earthly father was absent, we don't sense God's presence all the time, right? If we think that our earthly father didn't provide for us. When we're in a bind, we don't see, oh, heavenly father will step in and provide. So yes, it can be challenging to do that. And it takes work as with anything. It takes, it takes work and it takes that kind of renewing of the mind as to what the word says God is, who the, the word says God is for us to embrace that and begin to believe it. But no, it's not a, an easy process in many instances. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, you know, the word of God and, and what it says and, and what were some of the, the lessons that you found in scripture that you have poured into your book? that would help maybe women or men that might be struggling to know God as their heavenly father. So one of the things that I highlight at the beginning of the book in the introduction is even if you didn't have a earthly father present, or once again, your father has passed on, or even if you had a father present, he was imperfect. Just recognizing that God's word says he is a father to the father, he is a mother to the motherless, or when my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. The other scripture to remember is he is I am. So whatever it is that we need him to be, just those reminders of who he is. The other thing to consider even is his love for us. Parents are imperfect because they're human, but God is a perfect God. And he demonstrated his love for us by sending his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross while we were yet sinners. So even in all our imperfection, a lot of times when people struggle with father wounds, they they internalize it and they say, well, what could I have done? What, what did I do? You know, maybe if I was better, he would have stayed around. When actuality, th- that was not within their control. 
But God shows us he loved us so much that we were imperfect, but he died for us. So just kind of that lesson. And I make that relation or correlation with my children in that I love them no matter what, whether they don't listen to me sometimes. And I have to say the same thing over and over, whether, you know, my young baby has just had a blowout diaper and I have to clean it all up. I still love my children. And God's love is is much greater, beyond greater than that. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Just wrapping your mind around the infinite love of God can be really challenging to accept one and believe too that it is applicable to you, especially if you had not known that type of a love from your biological father. But it is such a comfort and a joy to know that God freely provides this love. And first John, it's described as lavish love that he bestows on us, you know, heaps on us. So I I think that's wonderful. Were there any stories that you included in your book in the Bible where you saw this love on display? What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. can think of a story in the Bible of the prodigal son, right? Mm -hmm. So he took his inheritance early, went away, ended up in the pit, basically just pig pen, very bad situation. But he came to himself and recognized, I have a hand to go back to. I have a father who loves me and accepts me. I remembered I am who I really am. Because a lot of times as children of God, we we might forget who we are. And then we have that aha moment. I can go back home to my father. And so his father, when he went back home, embraced him to the point where he robed on him. He threw him a party because he was happy to see his son that was once lost, had forgotten who he was, come back home to that safe space of a father accepts him unconditionally. And in the book, I give an example of my child making a mistake. I had asked her, she liked to help us cook in the kitchen, but she was around four or five. And so we didn't want her around the stove. 
too much, but she wanted to help pour the salt into the pan. So she ended up spilling the whole salt into the canister. So she took her stool. She was standing up on her stool trying to help and put herself in timeout. I, w- I went to look for her. She had her head hung down and was ashamed that I had told her not to do something, but she did it and then ended up making a big mess. But I went to her because she was so sad about it and regretful and remorseful and recognized, hey, what I did was wrong. I said, you can sit here for a moment, but you can come back and help mommy. Mommy still loves you. I, I'm here for you. I'm not condemning you for, and of course I didn't use the condemn to a four-year-old, but I still embrace you as my child and want you to to help me and, and work with me and still still be my child. There, even though you made a mistake, you can always come to mommy. I think that's a beautiful portrait of who God is for us, that even if we do make a mistake, that we can always run to the arms of the Father. I think so many women may find themselves in a place where, you know, as you mentioned earlier, in the attempt to get the affirmation you did receive or to get the attention you did receive or to know that you are loved or to feel beautiful, or all these different things. You can find yourself grappling after things that are empty and have little value and that might even leave you feeling worse off than you felt before you gravitated to those things. And it's just such a blessing to know that God the Father will be there waiting with open arms to receive us just as he did with the prodigal son and just as you were with your your daughter. So, you know, such a great story and great principles to extract there. What encouragement would you offer a woman who wants to believe, but just, you know, kind of wrestles like the the man in the in one of the gospels, I can't remember that said, you know, I want to believe God. I want to believe that you can be heavenly father when, you know, he didn't say that I'm saying that, you know, but help my unbelief. What would you say to anyone who's just kind of struggling with this that I've experienced Some people who really wrestled with this idea of an invisible God being a heavenly father. What would you say? I would say we have to just keep renewing our mind. It's a practice. Getting into the word, looking at God says that you are recognizing that he's a perfect God. And so humans make mistakes. And so I might even have to begin to forgive that person, that father that hurt me so that I can kind of see clearly and and connect with God. Yes, that's harm. Yes, that's a process. I, I truly recognize that. But that forgiveness piece is even part of our healing so that we're not being held captive by those feelings and emotions associated with the wounds that our father may have created. But just looking at the word and what it says, and even looking over your life, if you do have a personal relationship with God and seeing how he has been consistent, how he has provided over and over again, how he has met your needs. And once again, just looking at the cross, looking at God loved us so much that he sent his son while we were yet sinners. There was nothing we had to do. No, no performing on our part. And so that just goes to show that those feelings of rejection from our earthly fathers are erased by the feeling of unconditional acceptance from our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, I so glad you brought some of those points out because if we had a, a rocky or non-existent relationship with 
with our biological father, then the potential is there for our view of our Heavenly Father to be marred or skewed or or just not to be a right view because we're looking at it through the lens of hurt feelings or through the lens of bitterness or anger, resentment, potentially unforgiveness. And so that's not going to give us a clear view of who God is. So we do have to surrender our hurts and our aches and, and what we didn't receive, you know, whatever age we were when we were wounded, we have to surrender that to God in order for us to be able to have the scales fall off of our eyes so that we can see who God is clearly. And I think one of the ways that I have come to understand God a little bit better, of course, he's, he's not a man that he could be completely understood and figured out, but it would be through attributes. I love to look at the attributes of God in order to understand his character and his nature. So we've been going through several of them on the podcast. You know, we've seen God to be accessible and we've seen him to be patient and and holy and righteous and good and faithful and, and trustworthy, all of these different attributes. But I'm interested, Quinice, which attributes stick out to you when you think about God the Father? Some of the attributes that stick out, of course, are loving and forgiving. And we've kind of talked about those. Those are, are the most important that stand out, but also that he's approachable. We can go to our father about anything. We can ask questions. Sometimes we're taught, oh, don't question God, but that's taken out of context. And we have to realize we just like children ask their parents questions, we can ask God questions and look into his word for answers for certain situations. He's relational. He wants a relationship with us. It's not just one-sided where we just tell him everything we need, everything we want. He wants to spend that quiet quality time with us so that he can reveal himself more to us. And so even as we're trying to embrace him as father, we have to set aside some time to spend time with our heavenly father so that he can speak life into us because life can get busy and we can miss out on those opportunities. But that's another way to connect with him more deeply is carving out that time with him. So that attribute of him being approached approachable, relational, disciplinarian. This is one we don't don't like to talk because sometimes, well, we don't ever like this. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, you know, but he he is our disciplinarian. He shows us what to do, what not to do. And, and, and we sometimes have consequences for some of our actions because of his protection and his love for us, just like we do as earthly parents. And so those are some of the characteristics and attributes of God that the book highlights and that are my favorite as far as God is concerned as our father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, we have attached our finite understanding of certain words and connotations to words that to to words that I don't think originally the intent was to have that type of a connotation. You know, when we look at discipline in the Bible, God says he disciplines those that he loves. You know, even in James, it, it says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because the testing of your face is producing perseverance and perseverance is producing character and, and so forth. So, you know, even when you said it, when you said it, I was kind of like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, discipline. But, you know, that just comes from our finite human understanding of certain terms and, and how we kind of associate it with just a, a negative kind 
connotation, but but God actually says, I love you. If I'm disciplining you, if I'm telling you no, if you're walking through hard things and challenges, it's not that I'm absent. It's not that I don't care about you and I don't love you. It's that I am disciplining you. I am shaping you. I am forming you. I am molding your character. So yes, that is an attribute. Just in case some of you are out there listening like, what? Uh-uh. Discipline does not is not a good attribute. And I think, you know, and, and you can chime in to you, Quinice. I think that it just requires that we have a mind shift in terms of just viewing God through the lens of unconditional love so that everything we experience in this life, be it pleasant or be it unpleasant, we know that the unchanging truth is that God loves us. You know, we go through a storm, God loves us. We sway, we we are wayward or we sin, God loves us. We're hurting, we're confused, God loves us. We're broken, God loves us. We're joyful, God loves us. No matter what we are going through, we are still loved by God as a heavenly father because that's how he has chosen to reveal himself to us. So this has been such a great conversation, Quinise, chatting with you about just what you see in your counseling experience. And then also as it relates to your book, A Glimpse of Our Father Lessons, Parenthood Reveals for All of God's Children. And I would just love for you to share with us if ladies are interested in connecting with you, Quinise, how how can they do that? What Where's the be- best place to find you? My website is a glimpse of our father.com. I am also on Facebook, A Glimpse of Our Father, and Instagram, Quinise Petway. And so those are the best ways to connect. Awesome, Quinise. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Your book is definitely needed. We all can use a glimpse of God when we have a distorted view of God or, or when we just need to know that God is who he says he is. We all need a glimpse. So I hope that you who are listening will check out Quinise book and find her on social media. And I pray that you have been blessed. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 48, Exchanging Father Wounds for the Love of God the Father with Quinise Petaway. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. And I want you to know whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is. Sis, there's hope for you. Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free. Completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 48 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you're benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure to check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, for even more support, I encourage you to purchase my newly released book, Overcoming Father Wounds, Exchanging Your Pain for God's Perfect Love, wherever books are sold. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope you will join me for episode 49, Exchanging Father Wounds for the Love of God the Father with Sharla Fanos. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app. 
so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.